You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, you know, it's funny you said that Beatty's had a really good camp and there's some guys that are really sticking out. Question to you, who's someone that's really worrying you? Because I have a few names. Not so much in the pitching department, but offensively speaking, there's one guy that's just like kind of starting to get a little worried about it now. I'm not worried about anybody offensively. I'm really not because, and and I'm trying to be even about that, where I'm also not putting someone in the Hall of Fame because of spring training. When you're a young guy competing for a roster spot, like Brett Beatty, like Mark Fientos, on the Yankee side, Anthony Volpe, yeah, you got to produce. I mean, we're looking at a competition. So if it's a competition, if we believe it's a competition, then you're going to look at someone's performance and say, hey, that guy's earned that spot. Tim LaCastro's battling for a roster spot. He's earned that spot. But when guys struggle, unless they're on the bubble, I I really very rarely get nervous. There, there are a few occasions in my life where I think there was a Yankee. I'll give you a Yankee example. It's not a Met example. Raul Abanez. One of the years he was with the Yankees had such an awful spring training. He looked so done that I remember being impacted on my opinion of how much he had left. In terms of right now in this spring training, the only guy, the only guy I look at and say he sucks is Darren Ruff. But that isn't just because of what he's doing in spring training, three for 20, three for 22, if you include games against World Baseball Classic teams, just saying, keeping the numbers. It's not because of that. It's because he was bad last year, too. So I I wouldn't even say I'm worried about Darren Ruff because of spring training. It's just a continuation of how bad he was last year. You know, Francisco Alvarez hasn't had a good spring training. I'm not worried about him. It it means he's not going to make the team. I don't think he ever was, but I think he makes that decision easier. Tommy Pham hasn't had a good spring training, but Tommy Pham is Tommy Pham. I said to you last time, is there a part of me that says, oh, wouldn't it be great to not have him on the roster? I guess, but they paid him $6 million. He is a major league baseball player, and it really wouldn't be fair to say, hey, he had a crappy spring training, go get rid of him. So my answer to you is nobody. I'm not really worried about anybody who's a veteran who I already kind of know their role on the team. Well, all right, so that's fine. But I look at a guy like Daniel Vogelbach, who he's not having a terrible uh, spring training, but he hasn't hit a home run. And that's something where we continuously say that this is, he was brought in with a specific reason and he didn't show much power last year for the Mets. I mean, what he wasn't killing the ball and he doesn't have any home runs yet. The spring training. I mean, not saying that there's anything with a weight loss that that's changed anything, but I'm just still, <laughs> is this the guy, are we really going to rely long-term for the whole season on Daniel Vogelback and whomever 
right-handed as a platoon so, at DH. Okay, so let me ask you this. DJ Stewart, the former Baltimore Oriole, hit for the cycle on Sunday. Let's go. And he's at a <laughs> great spring training, okay? He's, he's at a – whatever number you want to look at, DJ Stewart has hit throughout spring training. DJ Stewart is 29 years old. He's been up and down with the Orioles over the last four years. And he hit, I think it was 12 home runs in 100 games a couple years ago. But outside of that, you know, he's a 212 career hitter who may just be a quadruple A player, but he's had a big spring training. So, Pete, if you're running the Mets, are you basically saying, ah, I got my right handed uh, versus right handed pitching, left handed slugging, D- slugging DH? I got DJ Stewart. Are we really doing that? No, but. I have a, I have a serious concern about Vogelback and the fact that they've gone this way and he really hasn't shown much power over the past the the time he spent here in New York. He really hasn't. But when he was here after the trade, if you're being fair about things, he hit. He hit right-handed pitching. He didn't hit a, a bunch of home runs, but he was productive. Like you have to at least acknowledge that, right? That's that's fine, but one thing that we continue to say about this Mets team is the lack of power they have. I will say, listen, Alonzo has an opportunity at 40-plus home runs. Lindor, easy 20-plus, you feel like, right? Besides that, we're talking about, you know, 15 to 20 max for Starling Marte and, you know, maybe Escobar and a few other guys. We're not We're not a threat with power, and that's something that we're lack, we're missing – and Vogelback, or at least the DH role, is something where it's like we can use an excuse to bring in somebody that has that potential. And instead, we're bringing somebody who's going to be a singles hitter. Yeah, last year, when they didn't hit enough home runs, I agree with you. Though They did score the fifth most runs in baseball. They got seven home runs from the catching position and 18 home runs from the DH spot in which six of those 18 came from Pete Alonso on days in which he was simply DHing. Six of them came from Daniel Vogelbach. Four of them came from J.D. Davis. They have to hit more home runs than that. And the expectation is they will. Like If, if I had to make a guess right now, and we're going to do our Mets-specific predictions coming up next week. We'll bring in Sal Licata. You'll make predictions. I'll make predictions. He'll make predictions. And we'll go through it. But one of the numbers I'll throw at, and I'll give you a little preview of next week, is 18 and a half home runs. That's how many home runs they hit from the DH spot in 2022 are they going to hit more i would definitely say yes i would definitely take the over on that i don't know how many of them are going to be vogelback i don't know how many of them are going to be mark vientos or maybe the guy they trade for on july 28th because to your point if vogelback isn't productive if he's everything you fear then that's going to become the super priority on who and what they have to get at the trade deadline or it could be one of these young guys it could be brett Beatty. uh I don't know if I'm going to say Brett Beatty's going to make the team. I think the Nimmo injury certainly opens up that opportunity more. I'm still believing Vientos is making this over Darren Ruff, though. I, I really, I, we're getting closer, and Darren Ruff hasn't shown a pulse. He's still a dead body. So maybe that production's going to come from some of the young guys, eventually Francisco Alvarez, eventually Ronnie Mauricio, though I'm not as confident this year. And I know it feels like a broken record because we said that last year, but it's either coming from the guys here now those guys or we're sitting here on july 25th and we're talking about hey they're trading for so-and-so and and they're trading for so-and-so but as far as vogelback having a bad spring training 
I don't put much stock in it. But basically, how I don't put a lot of stock in what DJ Stewart's doing. Like, is there any part of you that says, hey, Nimmo's going to start the year on the IL. They don't have a lot of good outfielders. DJ Stewart should make the team. Like, has that crossed anybody's mind? No, and listen, you heard him talk to the guys after the, the game today or during the game, and he was like, I'm just doing my best to try to make the team. And it sucks because he's just a veteran who's, try, again, trying to find a role on a team where this, if he wants to play, it's not going to be for the New York Mets. He's got to go somewhere else if he wants to play. Yeah, in the so he's going to be minor league depth, and the Mets are going to need that. The Mets are going to need outfielders in the minor leagues because if there is that nightmare scenario where Nimmo's on the IL and Marte's on the IL and Mark Canna's hitting 225, you're going to need bodies. And sometimes those guys are productive. Nick Plummer. Nick Plummer hit a big home run against the Phillies. I, I can't ignore that. You want to win 101 games? I want to win 101 games. There's going to have to be a moment where maybe in the middle of May, DJ Stewart shows up at City Field and hits a big three-run home run. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's the reality of it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The, the one thing I learned, though, from what happened to Brandon Nemo is that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you can't prevent injuries. We talked about this a few Ricos ago that Brandon Nimmo was open and honest about, hey, I got to keep myself healthy. And what happened last year after the lockout is I didn't play a lot of games before opening day. And then I had a year in which I was very healthy. So I want to try that again. And that's why Brandon Nimmo didn't play in any spring training games over the first few weeks. Brandon Nimmo started to lighten his workload a little bit thinking this is going to keep me healthy we want to keep guys in bubble wrap to keep them healthy and i think we've learned over the last few weeks whether it's going into an international competition or it's not playing any games for the first two weeks or it's walking into a locker room you may get hurt there is no exact science to keeping guys healthy it's just it's you basically have to keep your fingers crossed with Edwin Diaz, as the fallout continues on this, uh, the reality is this sucks, and the Met bullpen has taken a major, major hit. And as experienced as David Robertson is, and as experienced as Adam Ottavino is, and Zach Britton, if they sign him, there's no replacing the most dominant closer in baseball. And you can't replace him. You basically just need guys to step up and be good. Not great, because I think great is an unfair expectation. I don't have great expectations for David Robertson. But what I need and what we need is for this to not be a disaster. That's the key. 
And I, I can already feel it now. Opening day, Scherzer pitch is great. Six innings, one run, and the Mets blow it in the ninth inning. And it would be Panic City. I, I, I Panic City would return if the Mets lost on opening day because of a blown save in the ninth inning. Blown save in the eighth inning, eh, it'd be bad. It wouldn't be as bad. If it's the ninth inning and someone other than Edwin Diaz is out there, which is going to be the case, and the Mets lose, I can feel it now. I can feel it in the pit of my stomach. That is going to cause mass hysteria amongst Met fans. And I can't can lie I, to you and tell you that I'd be calm because I'd probably be freaking out too. Can I tell you something? Last year, if you recall, uh, I think they won 10-3 at home, the home opener. Right. Uh, it was 10-1, it was and, and it was garbage time. And I forgot the pitcher that came in and gave up like two quick runs or whatever it is. The boo birds started to come out. <laughs> so if there's some sort of blown save to start the season – I mean, people may start to riot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I, I may be a part of it. I admit that. I can be calm and cool on March 20th. But once we get to April, every game feels bigger. Edwin Diaz apparently is very optimistic about coming back and coming back soon. There was a great piece in The Athletic and, and two things I took out of it. Number one, Steve Cohen is this incredible owner. He is so not the Wilpons. When Edwin Diaz got back from surgery, to greet him at his home was a nutritionist, a trainer, a personal therapist, all courtesy of Steve Cohen. (laughs) And his attitude is, you know, we treat everybody like family. We want Edwin Diaz to feel like he's a part of the family and that we're going to work with him to get better. So that's great. And that's sweet. And that's fantastic. Edwin Diaz apparently is telling confidants he thinks he can come back this year. So I want to nip this in the butt right now. While it's not impossible, okay, I think the quickest you can come back from a procedure like this, at least we've seen, is six months. Well, you do the math on six months, that's the middle of September. That's not the middle of October. That's the middle of September. So I guess is it possible if Edwin Diaz is an incredibly quick, speedy recovery guy that he could come back in September. Of course it's possible. I'm not going to be the guy that says it can't happen. I'm not a freaking doctor. I have no idea. But what we need to do for our own mental health as Met fans is to not expect Edwin Diaz, is to not ever think, but we'll get Edwin back in September. It's just, there's so many reasons why we shouldn't do that. Number one, it's probably not going to happen. Number two, if it did happen, can we expect him to just show up and dominate like he like nothing happened? I I can't expect that. I don't know if anybody could expect that. I'm not even sure, not that we should have this discussion, if I'd put him in the ninth inning if he came back. I don't know if I would. I'm not sure. So it's great that Edwin Diaz is motivated and is confident, and that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. I, who am I kidding? Edwin Diaz walks out into the mound late September with the trumpets blaring. There would be an electric atmosphere. I get goosebumps thinking about that. But it's probably not going to happen. That's not to be negative. That's not to, it's just about, let's be realistic. And let's also not talk ourselves into thinking that something like that can happen. But it's great well, that's he has what- that confidence. That's, that's fantastic for him. That's one thing that Billy Epler said too, was he's like, we're not, going to talk about this for a long time like he's out for eight months 
That's it. Like, we're not going to take questions on how long his return is going to be, if he, how it's coming. We're, we're just going to ignore that. Like, that's what he said the first day because it makes sense. If you give anybody – like, Edwin Diaz seems like the type of dude that would want to come back as soon as possible. That If he can get back there in September or, hell, October playoff push, he wants to be there. But to even throw that out there and to have people think that, oh, well, we can rely on that, you, you just can't. So just kill it now. And I will tell you this much. You're probably wrong. I think the Wilpons would do that. However, to go with the therapist and the whatever, the the, the nutritionist, however, at the end of it, he'd get a bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you owe us this much, Edwin. <laughs> I brought this up to Joe, to Joe Beningo, and Joe's first reaction was, and it's the right reaction. If the Wilpons owned the team, Edwin Diaz wouldn't be on the Mets. <laughs> he would have been gone. Like, yeah, they, they acquired him via trade, but then when he's in hitting free agency after this dominant season, he'd be gone. He'd be out of there. Uh, 